watching my fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Yes! Yes! I'm back! I'm back! It's me! Yes, keep clapping! Thank you so much! Keep clapping! Clap if you want me to start my show back again. How would we know that you were happy that I started my show back up again if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen, and I am back, and I am on the bus tour, and we have worked out the logistics to be able for me to start doing my show every week in addition to doing the Muddy Waters of Freedom with my uh, co-host and co owner Matt Wright. I am additionally bringing back my show, My Fellow Americans, where it all started. And uh, we are working on getting a little bit better microphones, so bear with me on that. But in the meantime, we are back and I'm so happy to be here. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Float, everywhere. Discord, we're on Discord. Check us out everywhere on the internet. Share this video right now. Be sure to like us, follow us, five star us, subscribe to us, hit the bell. However you're watching this, like, follow accordingly. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit that bell. The last thing that I want is for you or your loved ones. Because I want you to share this right now too. The last thing I want is for you or your closest loved ones to miss out on a roughly hour-long Libertarian podcast on a Saturday night 
I'd hate for that to happen. Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar, featuring the sexiest libertarian men to ever be both sexy and libertarian at the t- same time, including this absolute strapping beast of a human being right here. You might recognize him. He is Mr. April. His name is, of course, Spike Cohen. He is Mr. April. Uh, you can get yours today for $12, or you can get a signed Dad Bod Calendar. Uh, for $30 by going to libertariandadbod.com, $12 including shipping, or $30 for a signed one including shipping as well. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus, not just in the Libertarian Party, but in any party in any country in human history. Shout out to the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because why the hell not? Nothing matters anymore. That's how we spell black now. Screw it. Black Coffee, black organic cold brewed coffee, the most delicious cold brewed organic coffee to ever exist in America. Be sure to go to blackbrewsbrewsbrews.com. To get your order today and use checkout code MW for Muddied Waters for free shipping. And of course, this episode is brought to you by the Joe Jorgensen Spike Cohen campaign for president and vice president. Joe and I are running on a platform of nothing less than setting America free in our times and putting the power back in your hands where it always belonged. Folks, I am so excited. To be Oh, this episode is also brought to you by Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you are personally injured anywhere in Florida, especially in the greater Tampa Bay area, be sure to reach out to Chris Reynolds at chrisreynoldslaw.com. Um, and the intro and outro music to this and every single episode of My Fellow Americans is from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook. Check them out on SoundCloud. Go to joedavimusic.bandcamp.com and buy his entire discography. It's like 20 bucks. It's absolutely amazing. You're going to love it. Thank you to Mr. Joe Davi. I'd like to thank Food Lion for their delicious purified drinking water that I'm drinking on this episode of My Fellow Americans, Bulavanaka. That is some delicious Food Lion flavored water. It's actually not flavored, but it tastes like... Thank you so much for that water. Shout out to Tehran Turks and Momnum. As always, folks, what an amazing episode we have for you tonight. It's me. It's Spike Cohen. That is who your guest is tonight. I don't have a guest tonight. But we're getting started back up, doing the show. uh, And uh, we have been on this fantastic bus tour. Uh, Just did another stop in uh, in beautiful uh, Atlanta, Georgia at a park. Right before the hurricane, the tornado hit. Uh, I, I don't know if there have actually been any tornadoes, but it felt like we were in the middle of one at times, and uh, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of supporters. Check me out. I will be in Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow. Uh, be sure to go to joe20.com uh, and under the menu under events, you can sp- pick Spike Events, and you can see all of my upcoming events. I'd love to come and meet you. Uh, I'd love for you to come out and meet me in person if I'm going anywhere near where you live. Uh, There are more events being added there every single day. 
Um, including the next few events are uh, tomorrow. Uh, I will be in uh, beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And then on uh, Monday, uh, the 11th, I will be uh, in Savannah, Georgia. Tuesday, the 12th, I will be in... No. Yeah, no, tomorrow, the 11th, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama. Monday, the 12th, I will be in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Tuesday, the 13th, I will be in Jacksonville, Florida. Wednesday, the 14th, I will be in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And then uh, Thursday, the 15th, I will be in Miami, Florida with a special celebrity guest and a salsa party afterwards. Uh, and then after that, the following day, I will be in uh, New Orleans. Then after that, I will be in Texas starting the beginning of the Spikes Big Texas Tour, y'all. Uh, I'll be doing that. And uh, more information coming soon every single day. And, uh, but that's not why we're t- here. Actually, that is par- partially why we're here. But I am here to be, um, uh, I'm here to do some Q&A. So I'm going to take some questions. Uh, unfortunately, I have a hard stop. I have to stop right around 9.30 um, because I have to be able to get on the bus in order to be able to get to the next stop in time. Uh, so I will be doing this for about 45 minutes. I'll be able to take your questions. So without further ado, let's get started. By the way, shout out to Chase Oliver and, uh, and his roommate for letting me use their home and their internet to be able to do this show. Um, let's see what's here. Um, Seth says, man, I hate that I missed all you guys in Atlanta today. Today, well, I'm sorry, Seth, but hopefully soon again we'll be able to see each other. Uh, Alex Joseph Boyer asked, grape or strawberry for PB&J? Man, I don't want to choose. If I had to choose one, it would be strawberry, but I kind of like both, actually. Uh, Steve uh, Hanrahan says, uh, no questions, just appreciation. Hey, thanks, man. Um, Jay Ripka, can I be the first to smoke a bowl in the White House after you and Joe and the drug war? Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I doubt you'll be the first to smoke a bowl in the White House. I'm just saying. Jimmy Eel, uh, my daughter is 90K in debt from college. What can we do to help and stop the bleeding? Jimmy, here's the biggest thing with college debt. Unlike literally any other type of debt, students aren't able to go bankrupt from it. There's this extremely high hurdle where you basically have to prove that uh, you'd be unable to pay anything else uh, and, and still pay your, your student loans. Uh, and some judges just won't discharge student loans. And there's no good reason for it. Uh, a loan is a loan. If you are unable to afford it, you should be able to go to a bankruptcy court and deal with that and be able to uh, either eliminate that debt or restructure it so that you can afford it. And if you did that, the government would no longer be able to keep giving out loans like that. They'd have to give it back to the free to the private sector, and those lenders would only give out loans that made sense. They wouldn't give out loans for college that cost more than you could reasonably be able to expect to pay. And as a result of that, and with the understanding that they would not get those loans paid off, a lot of them would end up uh, uh, being cha- being eliminated or restructured restructured in bankruptcy. The real long term answer, of course, is to get the federal government out of higher education uh, funding. They're the ones that drove up the cost in the first place. Before that, there was a price equilibrium. Colleges had to pay what students could afford. Uh, Another aspect of that is ending so much of the occupational licensing and required minimum schooling laws uh, for stuff like braiding hair or doing aesthetic work uh, or doing food service. 
or uh, doing interior decorating in some states. You have to go to school for many years to be an interior decorator. There's a lot of overschooling that's happening, which is also driving up prices. But for those who are already in debt from college, um, I say that if people are unable to afford it, they should be able to discharge that debt the same way they could discharge any other debt if they can prove in court that they are unable to afford it. Um, how can we stop what happened to Dunn at your to Mike Dunn at your at your Virginia rally? Uh, for those who don't know what he's talking about, one of my supporters uh, was arrested for open carrying in an open carry state because that city has passed a blatantly unconstitutional, according to both the U.S. and Virginia Constitution, uh, they passed a blatantly unconstitutional rule banning open carry in public areas. The short answer is we have to elect libertarians, not just to the White House, not just to Congress, but at every single level of power. Much of the tyranny we face on a daily basis happens at the local level. Um, and we have to replace them with people who are going to uh, strip away these laws uh, to people that uh, strip away these laws that, you know, in, uh, are total violations of your rights. Um, we already know that when push comes to shove, uh, most people who have taken oaths to the Constitution, unfortunately, will take the orders over the oaths. So we can't rely on them to keep their oath. We have to get rid of the laws that are. Uh, restricting the uh, restricting our, our, our rights in the first place. Um, let's see here. A lot of people clapping. Thank you so much for the claps. Um, Erica says, welcome back. Great to see you yesterday. I love you. I love you too. Clayton Hunt, will you stay a little bit, well, will you stay a little late at the Woodlands, Texas event? I have to work that day and I thought it was later. If my schedule allows, I will, Clayton. Um, Jay Shep, love seeing you Thursday. Love seeing you too. Uh, I'm getting so many things, I'm going to have to actually just go straight to questions. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, and the Woodlands event, I believe, is on the 17th, by the way. Um, let's see here. Question, 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 question. There's not a lot of questions. Everyone's saying really nice things to me. Um, what is Spike's favorite meal at Waffle House? Well, back when... Uh, Back when I was able to eat at Waffle House before I had to change to this really restrictive diet that I'm on now, uh, my favorite meal was just a bunch of bacon and sausage and meat. Uh, I'm not a big carbs guy. I'm a big meat guy. And uh, that's what she said. No, um, no, I'm, I'm in, I very much would eat all of the sausage and bacon and all the different ways that they made it. That was my preferred way of having it. And I can't eat that way anymore. Um... See, uh, Mercedes Lynn Damertowski asks, "What is even happening right now?" That's an excellent question, Mercedes. Um, let's see. Should dentists from Europe be required a state license to practice? No, I don't think that it's, it's any of the government's business. Uh, who is providing? If you if you're licensed and and, and if, if if you're have, are trained to be able to do something. Um, why is the government telling you that you have to pay them for a license to do it? Once you've demonstrated that you have the qualifications to do it, why is the government robbing you? They're already robbing you in taxes. Uh, they're already robbing you in, in you know, zoning requirements that require you to operate in a commercial, uh, you know, commercially zoned or medically zoned district to do it. Why would they just skim off the top for you to be allowed permission, the crown's permission, to be able to do what you do? That's, that's a joke. Definitely not. Um, see here. Um, how do you feel about Monsanto and the chemicals that get sprayed on our food? I think uh, it's a major problem. I think that we need to allow for people to know 
what they, they have the, the be able to make informed consent about the foods that they are eating. And the biggest root cause of all of this is big ag and big ag comes from the Department of Ag Agriculture. Big agriculture is given billions of dollars a year in subsidies and bailouts uh, that are supposed to go to small family owned farms and they don't. They go to big, massive companies uh, to subsidize the fact that they're still making a bunch of money anyway. And in fact, a lot of what the Department of Agriculture does is giving money to smaller farms to not grow food. So you have people that aren't growing food and then you have big companies that are growing the food and also getting subsidies and they're you know finding the most uh, cost-effective ways to do it, even ways that sometimes aren't healthy. Um, there's actually recent, uh, an increasing number of nutritionists believe that the growing amount of um, uh, gluten sensitivity in this country uh, actually isn't gluten sensitivity because in other countries, especially in Europe, they're not seeing the same increase. The difference is that they don't use Roundup on wheat in, uh, in, in Europe. So there's something to be said there. Um, how are the bronze children treating you? I'm told the Pennsylvania ones miss you. Uh, you're either on the side of this campaign or on the side of the bronze children. Let's be very clear. Um, are you or Joe coming back to Ohio or Michigan before the election? Yes, I will be coming back to Ohio on the, is it the 19th or 20th? I keep forgetting. I think it's the 19th. I'm doing a Waffle House tour in Ohio. If you go to my events section on my Facebook page, uh, or if you go to joe20.com and look up Spike's events in the menu, um, you'll, you'll see when it is, but I believe it's on the 19th or 21st, but I will be in uh, Ohio doing a multi Waffle House campaign stop tour, um, there. Let's see. How does food line water compare to Kroger? It's, it's reverse osmosis water. It tastes like reverse osmosis water. Um, uh, I think this might be a question. Uh, I was having a conversation on Facebook about how polling is conducted and how it's impossible for a candidate like Joe to meet requirements for debate inclusion. The response I got back was along the lines of the libertarians need to win local elections and so show accomplishments before being considered for federal uh, positions. How would you respond to this comment? We are winning local and regional elections and we are showing accomplishments. Um, the thing is, uh, the way the rules are set up, we still have to run for federal offices for our parties to get party acknowledgement and ballot access in at the state level. So even if we didn't want to run for federal office, which we do, we'd still have to, and we'd still have to get certain amount of the vote in order to be able to, uh, to be able to qualify for those local and regional and state right uh, offices. Uh, but we are winning uh, local elections and we are showing uh, uh, good accomplishments from it. That's why we get more votes every single election cycle. A big part of it is people are seeing at the local level that, uh, Libertarians are doing the right thing. A lot of those wins are nonpartisan races officially, but they declare that they are libertarians and that they are, you know, they they campaign on libertarian, uh, the libertarian platform and on libertarian, the libertarian philosophy behind how to how to govern. So, um, how are you doing, Spike? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really really enjoying this. Um, uh, James Desira says, "How do you feel about the cable TV data oligopolies?" And what will you do to introduce fair competition? Uh, remove the regulations that they put in place that make it so that smaller competitors can't innovate, can't push ahead, can't disrupt the market. Get rid of those and we'll have much more fair competition because they'll remove all of the uh, the barriers and burdens to being able to enter the market. 
Um, hi, Spike. What is your opinion on what happened in Michigan? I honestly don't. I mean, there's there's a lot. So, I mean, if it's true that they did what they said that what they're uh, uh, alleging that they did, then that's pretty bad because they were they were alleging you know kidnapping and and uh, murder and and you know uh, overthrowing the, the the Michigan state government. Uh, that's pretty serious allegations, and uh, I, I honestly. Uh, you know, we'll have to hear more before I can make a make a, a judgment one way or another. Here's what I will say. If the charges are false, it will not be the first time that the government made false allegations of people. But if they're true, then, you know, obviously people need to be prosecuted if they're uh, threatening to murder and kidnap people. Um, let's see here. Uh, the largest opposition, this is from Garrett Collingshead, uh, the largest opposition I see from people to the Libertarian uh, Party is people who believe that the party is just going to hand over the country to corporations while destroying every union there is. What is your response to this rhetoric? That's what's happening now. The When you give power to government, you are making it so much easier for that power by centralizing all that power. Now it can just be handed over to the people who buy and pay for those politicians to be in office. In a decentralized system where the government is not picking winners and losers, the government is not regulating every aspect of the economy and labor and everything else, now what happens is the big businesses aren't able to just buy off politicians and take all the power. They have to provide value to the market or they're not going to make any money. If they get too big to fail, they'll just fail. It's under this system that companies can become too big to fail and get bailed out with your money. It's under this system that we have the worst recession of our lifetimes while uh, stock prices are at or above all-time highs. It is in this system that all the power has been handed over to corporations. Talking about unions, you know the best way to get unionized labor is for the labor in this country to be so desirable, such a high demand for it. And for, as a result of that, there to be such a low supply of people who are looking for gainful employment because they already have it, that the demand up being up and the supply being down leads to labor, workers being in, the, in, the, in control, being in, you know, it being a, a labor, uh, a seller's market, as it were, a market where the laborers are the ones who can set the terms of what they want, up to and including collective bargaining. But when you have a system that we have right now where it's so heavily regulated, where they are increasingly make it, making it unaffordable to do business in America and to hire Americans, the demand for American labor is going down and the number of Americans who need good labor, get good jobs, gainful employment is going up, which means that you now have an increasing number of people that are saying, man, can I at least get $15 an hour minimum wage? That's ridiculous. That's a system that was created for the benefit of corporations, for the benefit of not small business corporations, but big business cronies, because they don't care if it's unaffordable to do business here. They moved all their jobs overseas. They just want to make sure none of their competitors can grow up. They want to make sure no one else can work their way up in this market and compete with their market share. So no, it's just the opposite. Uh, libertarianism is the way, a free market, a truly free market, not what Republicans and Democrats call a free market, a truly free market where the people and the markets have been set free, where the, where the barriers and regulatory burdens and taxes and mandates and subsidies that create 
pick winners and losers and create this two-tiered economy that we're in right now. Actual freed markets are how you get the power back from the cronies and the politicians. Um, uh, is there any update uh, on the gentleman arrested for open carrying at your event? Any elaboration on that incident? Uh, I've elaborated as, you know, as much as I possibly can. It was a violation of his rights. Uh, that stupid rule uh, needs, will be overturned the first time it's challenged. Um, in fact, they charged him with trespassing because they know that the gun charge will never stick. Um, he already, he was, he was, uh, we, we kept up with him. Uh, he's a personal friend of mine in addition to being a supporter. Uh, and, um, and we kept up with him and made sure he, you know, he was bailed out and, um, and, and he was okay. And, uh, and he also, uh, you know, he's going to be fighting it. Um, and he does have, I believe he has a GoFundMe and, and, and people are helping him. So, uh, so yeah, so he's, he's doing okay. He's out, he's safe. Um, but I, my best guess is it's going to get thrown out. Uh, and hopefully maybe this might end up being a cha the challenge that gets it removed. It's a stupid rule. It's blatantly unconstitutional. It's doubly unconstitutional, both U.S. and Virginia Constitution. Um, and uh, someone says, you guys going to get on Joe Rogan or what? We've been in talks with Joe. The ball at this point is uh, in Joe's court. Uh, I encourage everyone to ask Joe. Um, we'd love to be on uh, either Joe uh, Jorgensen or myself or both of us. We we'd love to go on. Uh, you're gonna dance. You're going dancing in Miami. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna be dancing and uh, got a really expe uh, really exciting uh, special celebrity guest that's gonna be there as well. Um, let's see. Um, why did you skip Maryland? I'll host an event to you. Joe was in Maryland at the time that I was doing the events that were going around Maryland. So I we will try to get back to Maryland. I'd love to do it. I'm, I was actually born in Baltimore and I have family in Maryland. So I'd love to do that if we can possibly make it work. Um, um, someone asked if I want to get in a car accident with Kanye West. No. Um... Are we sick of hearing that voting third party is a wasted vote yet? Yeah, but honestly, that's all they have left. They can't debate us on principles or policy. So all they do is saying, well, you're throwing your vote away. A wasted vote is voting for the people who created this mess and hoping this time that they'll fix it, even though they're still making new messes and making the old messes worse. Um, Can you specifically touch on the borders? I know you support immigration reform, but will there still be security at the border? Well, one way to make sure we never get invaded at the border by an invading army is bringing the troops home instead of having them defend everyone else's borders uh, and, 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 and in all honesty, making an inflaming situations worse around the world. Bring the troops home and, and, and have them defending the country. Um, there's two things here. And it's, it goes back to the roots of why the founders had borders to begin with. One of the declared reasons, reasons in the Declaration of Independence for why they declared independence from the crown was the fact that the, the British government was restricting immigration into the country. Uh, they believed, uh, which is why the, the country was open to unlimited immigration for the first hundred years of, it, of its existence under, under the Constitution, they believed that it was none of the government's business who came here or who left here for peaceful purposes. The purpose of the border was to say, this is our jurisdiction, and it was also to say, if any army tries to or any, any military military tries to invade our borders or our shores or fire weapons into them, we're going to have problems. Or if anyone threatens to do that, we're going to have problems. It was never designed to stop people from 
coming here for peaceful purposes. What Joe and I propose is something more similar to the Ellis Island system, what, what my uh, dad's side of the family had when they came here. Under this current system, they never would have been able to qualify to come here. Under that system, they came here, they said who they were, they said what country they were coming from, they were checked for disease. Uh, if they didn't have disease, they were able to, to come in. Uh, if they did have a disease, they were quarantined for whatever period of time until they were safe, and then they were allowed to come in. It is during that time of either unlimited or, or greatly limited or, or barely limited uh, uh, or restricted or, I guess, regulated uh, immigration into the country that the U.S. went from an agrarian backwater into the most prosperous country on Earth. Uh, it is during the time of closed or partially closed borders where the majority of people uh, aren't able to qualify to come here uh, that we have increasingly become a dystopian surveillance state uh, where and, and where you, if you even want to get a job, you have to put your information through a federal database to even be allowed to try to apply for that job. Uh, where uh, within 50, 50 miles uh, of any border or shoreline, which is where most people live, uh, the federal government reserves the right to stop your vehicle or stop you and demand uh, your papers and search you without a warrant or stated reason, which is a total violation of the Fourth Amendment. Um, creating this police state to try to secure the border from people coming for peaceful reasons is a violation of your rights. And it hasn't stopped illegal immigration because when you put something in the black market, you empower criminals who then pay off politicians and enforcers. Like with the drug war. Like with the war on sex work. Same thing with the war on immigration. Same problem. So you get rid of the, the, the regulations of it and you allow people to come here for people peaceful purposes. Um, uh, should firms be taxed for the pollution and the environmental damage since they cannot compensate all the individuals affected? No. Allow them to get sued and they won't do it anymore. They'll come up with innovative ways to not go out of business. Taxation is theft. It is regressive theft because they just charge you more for what they sell you. They just add the tax to the goods and services that they're selling you. So you pay for it. All taxation is not just theft. It's regressive theft. It doesn't work. It is, not, it is, it is a great way to get, take from those who have the least and give to those who have the most. Instead, you just let them sue. Let us sue people who cause damage, including pollution damage. If you can demonstrate damage that's being done, you should be liable for it. And if it would potentially put you out of business, you'll stop doing it. And you'll find more innovative and safe and clean ways to do so without having to have crushing regulations that put smaller competitors out of business. Um, would you open the books on what happened on 9-11? We'd open the books on what happened to everything. Uh, in any incident, including JFK and everything else. Um, and I'm not saying I think that necessarily there was or was not a conspiracy there. Whatever's there, people should know. Um, two, uh, uh, with the recent shootings on military bases, what is your stance on allowing service members to carry privately owned firearms on base for self-defense? I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think it would also stop a lot of these... Uh, uh, service members who are being raped and, and disappearing as well. Uh, I think the American people, I think people should be able to defend themselves. And the best way to do that is with a firearm. Uh, Brandon asked, plans for VA reform, options for us veterans. Uh, well, Brandon, I don't have to tell you what a mess the VA is. Spending years, decades, uh, or longer proving that you need the care that you need and then being forced to use a, a handful of facilities within a, a couple hours drive of you 
when you do need care and having to wait sometimes months to be able to get in front of a doctor and being palmed off on opiates and whatever the cheapest option is. What's crazy about that, that, situa- that system is it actually costs more than just giving you the money directly to go and buy your own health insurance or put it in a health savings account or however you want to do, but get into a, a direct primary care system, whatever you want with your money that you earned for your health care. That would not only allow you to get the care you need wherever you need it, whenever you need it, without having to spend years proving your percentage of disability just going and getting the care that you need. It would also save taxpayers, including you, because we're all taxpayers, billions of dollars a year. So that's our plan for the VA. Recognize that government-run health care sucks. Scrap it. Put the money directly in your hands. Um, Hi, Mr. Cohen. I'm newly navigating my way around the Libertarian Party. Well, hey, welcome. Uh, What is the number one piece of information you want me to know about your party? The number one piece of information I want you to know is that you own yourself. You own your life. You own your body. You own your labor. You own your thoughts. And you own the product of your labor, your property. These things belong to you. And no one should be able to take them from you without your consent. No one should be able to take from your life, your body, your labor, your property, your money, everything that is yours. You can give it away. You can share it. You can sell it. You can cooperate with others. You can trade it. You can do whatever you want with it, but it's yours. It belongs to you. And we believe that anytime anyone tries to take from you, that's an act of aggression. And it's not just wrong from a moral standpoint that we shouldn't hurt people. We shouldn't order people around. We shouldn't take from them. We shouldn't harm them or take their stuff. But it also doesn't work. If I can take from you and everyone else that's watching this whenever I see fit, I don't have to provide you with any value. I don't have to be a good steward of what I've taken from you. I can just take more because I have the power to take from you. I don't even have to give you a good reason for why I'm taking it from you. I can just take and take and take and take and take. No wonder we have the harmful and abusive and inequitable outcomes that come from this ever-growing government that Republicans and Democrats have created for us. No wonder uh, we have growing police brutality. No wonder we have an increasing number of people in prisons for victimless crimes. No wonder the cost of living is spiraling out of control. No wonder the cost of every single thing that we need is getting more and more expensive to the point that people who even are getting subsidized schooling and health care still can't afford it. No wonder the gap between those who have the least and those who have the most continues to widen and widen and widen. How could it be any other way? We live in a system whereby a small, powerful group of people presume the authority to take from you whatever they want. No wonder you're not being served well in this system. What the Libertarian Party proposes is dismantling all of that and giving you your power and your rights and your freedom and your money back so you can work voluntarily with others to come up to the, with the solutions that you need and be able to build up yourselves and your families and your communities the way that you see fit. And recognizing that not only does that allow you to come up with better uh, solutions to the problems, but it also gets rid of so many of the problems that you're facing in the first place. That's what I want you to know about libertarianism. Um, what is the best way to build the party? Tell people about it. Tell people about the philosophy. Reach out to people. Bring them in. I can't talk to every single person that y'all know. I can't. If I tried today, I can even answer all these questions that are coming up, just to put it in perspective. All of y'all can reach people around you. And don't do it in an argumentative way. Don't try to bash their head in with libertarianism. Listen to what they have to say. Listen to what their concerns are. Listen to what their hopes and dreams are. 
empathize with them. Demonstrate that you're listening to them. That's what I learned in the 20 years of, of doing business uh, with my company and with Muddy Waters and uh, owning and, and being a part of multiple small businesses. I learned that the best way to, to bring people over to what you're trying to bring them into is to reach them where they are, listen to them, ask them questions, find out more, develop that relationship, and then talk to them about how we got where we are and how we can get to where we want to go. That's how you reach people. That's how we grow the party. Uh, is taxation theft or is it extortion? It's actually technically extortion because it's, it's uh, theft typically is like someone taking from you against, you know, without your knowledge. Not always, but typically uh, it's, it's, it, it implies like, like a, a theft by fraud or a theft, you know, like shoplifting or something like that. Taxation is really extortion. It's where someone is saying, hey, you hand me that money, hand me exactly this much money uh, or things are going to get bad. That's taxation. Libertarians believe in completely dismantling all taxation because it doesn't work uh, and it is not a good way to fund government. Government needs to be funded voluntarily through direct fees for services, voluntary transfer fees, all sorts of things. There are ways, all sorts of innovative ways that government, like every other organization on earth, can fund itself when we take away their ability to just rob us at gunpoint. Um, uh, Tom, uh, I, I keep seeing the same question being asked. Should doctors from Europe be required a state license to practice? No. The, if someone is qualified to do something, they shouldn't have to pay the government for permission to do it. I, I had answered that before, but I guess um, I, I, I guess uh, I, you hadn't seen it before. Um, uh, let's see. Where do I ask questions? Right here. Um, do, 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 do. Willing to come to Central Florida. I'm, well, I'm going to be in Orlando uh, on the 13th. 14th. 14. So that's kind of central Florida. I think that's central Florida. Uh, have you always been a li registered libertarian? No, I was a Republican uh, for quite some time. I was a neocon Republican up until about oh, 506-ish. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some really annoying people out there like Ron Paul uh, who kept telling me that, you know, if we wanted smaller government, it wasn't going to come from endless wars overseas and, you know, trade wars and, uh, you know, immigration controls and all the stuff I thought government needed to do. And uh, it took a while for me to realize uh, uh, that he was right. And it took me a while to swallow my pride and, and, and recognize that he was right. He and people like Matt Kibbe and, and other uh, libertarians who tried bringing people in from, from you know, from conservative movement uh, that, you know, that they were right. We were wrong. Um, plans for the border camps dismantled him. Um, let's see. Uh... What's your plan for Ligma? Huh? Um, let's see. Regular bacon, not turkey bacon. Turkey bacon sucks. Turkey is not bacon. It's turkey. I've tasted some turkey strips. That didn't taste too bad, but they're not bacon. They're bacon's bacon, including beef bacon. Beef bacon is from the same cut as the pork. That's actually a form of bacon. Bacon, uh, but that's bacon. Turkey's, there is no turkey bacon. Um... How do you feel about what happened to Mike Dunn? The arrest for open carrying in an open carry state was unconstitutional. I've been very clear about what I think about that. It was a total mess. Uh, that's why we ran out and tried to talk some sense into the officers. Uh, unfortunately, it did not work. Hopefully, it'll get overturned. Um, let's see here. Uh, how would you stop corporations from taking advantage of people and property? I wouldn't have to. The market would stop... It. I wouldn't have to because when you are provided other options, you will go to them. 
the problem we have now is that corporations are taking advantage of people and property by using government to force us to use them and by use, uh, using regulatory structures that they write to put all their smaller competitors out of business. You end all of that and these corporations aren't even going to be able to operate the way they are. A bigger company has structural deficits to smaller ones. They aren't as adaptable. They aren't able to be able to figure out things that are happening on the ground. It's only through things like patent abuse and overregulation and taxes that only they can afford and, 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 and labor regulations and environmental regulations that only they can afford uh, to be able to comply with. And whenever they violate those labor and, and environmental regulations, just getting slap on the wrist fines that they can more than afford and externalizing the cost of any damage that was done to the taxpayer, that's what allows corporations to run roughshod over us. Remove all of that and smaller businesses are going to be eating their lunch all day long. I watched it in the internet world until that started getting regulated. I was eating bigger companies' lunch all day long. Then they started regulating. Um, should nuclear energy be open for private companies to develop it further? I believe that we should get rid of the uh, regula regulations that are making nuclear energy, uh, uh, nuclear uh, reactors, new nuclear plants prohibitively expensive to build. Uh, right now, the only clean, the cleanest, statistically, the cleanest and cheapest and most plentiful form of energy right now, which also happens to be 100% carbon neutral, actually have a zero carbon footprint, is nuclear energy. And there are all sorts of new innovative forms of energy like uh, thorium reactors and things like that that make it uh, even, even safer and even cleaner and even uh, less dangerous and so forth. So uh, I think that ultimately it needs, to, uh, it needs to just be, we need to deregulate, we need to uh, allow the market to go where it is. Right now we are subsidizing fossil fuels and we are subsidizing companies that are making renewables that just never seem to turn a profit because if they start turning a profit, they lose the subsidies. That harms other renewable companies who want to innovate but are being locked out of it, are having the cost related to trying to, uh, to, trying to make the next family, next generation of renewables being driven up by large crony companies uh, that are really just rent seeking. So that needs to end. Um, do you have any thoughts on public lands being transferred to state ownership? The federal government is supposed to, uh, well, someone, first of all, someone asked any chance of coming to Georgia. I'm, I'm in Georgia right now. Uh, I'll be in Savannah in two days, but I was in Atlanta today. Uh, so I will be in Savannah two days from now. Uh, I'm going to Alabama tomorrow. Um, so the federal government is only really authorized to own uh, the land required for military bases, um, post offices, government buildings, postal roads, which aren't even a thing anymore because they just use the same roads we do, and, um, and Washington, D.C. They're not supposed to own like 28% of the U.S. landmass. Uh, and if you look at a lot of these wildfires that are happening are because of bad government, federal government forest management, which is leading to overgrowth uh, and, and, and not allowing for, uh, for the, the, the clearing of the, of the growth, uh, both naturally and, and through, uh, through clearing services and things like that, um, that are leading to wildfires. Uh, it took 20-something years uh, for the federal government to finally fund the uh, re, re, revamping the crumbling infrastructure in our, in our parks. Um, I think it would be much better for it to be handed over to state uh, or municipal or private owners. I think it would work much better. Um, um, let's see. 
what will you do to encourage recycling? Well, I think first of all, uh, the current recycling system has been a mess. Um, by having compulsory recycling, there is a glut on plastics. So the idea was that recycling would pay for itself uh, because the plastics could be reprocessed and then sold in the market. Well, the problem is now the value of recycled plastic is so low because there's a glut of it. So now you have situations where in many states, the plastic is being sent overseas to China where they just burn it because there's no value for it anymore. And so when people say, hey, can we stop this system? Because they're literally just, we're just, we're just creating pollution, transferring uh, plastic to the other side of the planet, and they're just burning it over there anyway because they want to get rid of it. Uh, and those, the cities and states are going, no, no, that, it would be bad for the environment to stop compulsory recycling. No, it's bad for the env- environment to continue compulsory recycling. I, I think uh, that we should encourage reuse of things. I think that uh, you have, uh, we have a, a very um, overconsumption society uh, because it's built around keeping uh, corporations getting our money. Uh, so we have overconsumption. Um, there's planned obsolescence uh, in order to uh, continue to weaponize patents. There's all sorts of uh, things that are not really uh, good, and a lot of it's coming from government. Some of it's just coming from uh, coming from uh, you know bad actors uh, in in you know just or I shouldn't say bad actors, just people making not the best choices. But compulsory recycling has been a horrific it is every single thing that it was trying to prevent it has only made worse surprise surprise that that's what would happen from government uh someone asked me where and when is my event in uh orlando let me look that up um because i don't know i'm not sure if it's on my i'm not sure if it's on my event right yet i'm looking it up right now okay so it's in it's at 5 30 uh, in Orlando uh, on the 13th or 14th on Wednesday the 14th from 5:30 to 7:30 at Lake Eola Park E O L A Park in uh, 512 East Washington Street. So uh, be sure to go and, and register for that. We'd love to see you. It is free uh, for those who want to come. We'd love to see you. And uh, what else? Um, uh, please assure those of us who are voting Libertarian Party for the first time that we are doing the right thing. You're absolutely doing the right thing. Look at who the alternatives are. Look at those debates. Not only are they clowns, but they're the people who created this mess that we're in. I I couldn't in good conscience tell you to vote anything other than Libertarian. Um, So let's go through some questions. Man, we got a lot of questions. I'm not going to be... So I'm actually going to have to leave in a few minutes, and I hate it. Um... What's your guys' stance on DACA? We don't need DACA when we allow people to come here for peaceful purposes. Uh, people can just be here because they didn't do anything else. Uh, does anyone know why the Nashville tour was canceled? Uh, we are trying to see if we can reschedule that, actually. Um, what steps does it take to start a local libertarian committee? Um, so uh, get with your state uh, libertarian party, and they can give you all the resources and information on how to do that. Um, What punishments in a Jorgensen Cohen administration will be given to people that have both Gadsden and Thin Blue Line stickers on their truck? We're not gonna not gonna punish that, but that's funny. Uh, are there any constitutional gun laws? Yes, the Second Amendment. That's it. Um, 
What's your foreign policy spike or your views on the, uh, what are your uh, genocidal CCP? Um, foreign policy is that uh, Switzerland hasn't been at war uh, or been invaded during the entire time it's existed uh, over 150 years now. Um, even though they're surrounded by larger countries, they're in a strategically important area and they have been in the middle of, of, the, of some of the greatest conflicts uh, in human history. They've never been invaded because they minded their own business uh, and they had peace and good relations and trade with anyone who wanted it. And the only time that they'll ever have any trouble with anyone uh, is if, um, is if they, uh, you know, someone tries to invade them. And they stay heavy, heavily armed. They stay strapped. No one invades them. That's how we should be. Uh, if you're talking about the, the, the Chinese government, um, the Chinese government, uh, a great way to disempower them is to stop, stop over-regulating in the U.S., uh, which is driving so many jobs to China in the first place. Uh, that would do a great good to, to make them a lot more humble, to make the Chinese government a lot more humble uh, if uh, we deregulated here and allowed those jobs, to, many of those jobs to come back here or just wither on the vine and be replaced with better jobs here. Um, that's the best way to be, deal with that. There's certainly no military way to deal with that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the U.S. military is sufficiently invading everyone and sufficiently uh, everywhere and, 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 you know, dominating every region. And yet China's still doing all that. So um, uh, how would you go about switching the com country from oil to nuclear power without crippling the economy? How would you incentivize companies to make that switch. It's not about that. It's not about switching anything or incentivizing anything. Get rid of the subsidies. Get rid of the taxes. Get rid of the mandates. Get rid of the regulations and let the market naturally go where it goes. The market is naturally going to go to what is cheapest, most plentiful, cleanest, and safest, period. That's We don't have to actually engineer anything. We just let the market do what it does. Um, what are your thoughts on the UN? Get out of it. Um, what taxation system do you support? Uh, zero. I, I, and just to get to, for the, this will be an audio only as well. Taxation system. We don't support any taxation system. Um, but it, will you impose a national ban on squatted trucks? No. Uh, but that's also funny. Uh, what should put, replace the U.S. dollar? Whatever the market bears fit. Probably a, a multitude of things. Uh, what's the stance on term limits? Uh, we support them. It will require... Um, uh, both for Congress and SCOTUS and really anything else as well. Uh, we support them. It will require uh, constitutional amendments, which means voting for a lot of libertarians. Um, I keep seeing what's your guys' stance on DACA. We're not going to need DACA once we, uh, once we uh, allow people to come here for peaceful reasons. Um, uh, how do, this will have to be the last question. Um, because yeah, it's already 9:27. How do we reform healthcare in a way that lowers prices without sweeping the rug out from people with disabilities or pre-existing conditions or those who are otherwise unable uh, to work and/or afford proper insurance? That is an excellent question, Daniel. I have multiple sclerosis. I have a pre-existing condition. It is crucial to me, not just for me, but for everyone, that we be able to get healthcare that we can afford, despite any pre-existing conditions, disabilities, or anything else. Uh, and that is not reliant on this disgusting insurance, big pharma, big health, big uh, health management company, regulatory system that we have right now. The answer is that we need to make it so that you don't have to worry about whether you have a pre-existing condition or not to begin with. And the answer to that is to work our way, number one, 
is get rid of the regulations that are driving up the cost of healthcare to begin with. And that we can do that without having to tinker with anything else. The other thing is end the weaponization of patents that are driving up the cost of uh, uh, pharmaceuticals so much to begin with. Those two things will not only greatly reduce the cost of healthcare by 75% or more, but also it will make social safety net uh, healthcare systems like uh, like uh, subsidized health insurance, like Medicaid, like Medicare, uh, uh, more affordable and more sustainable long term until we're able to transition to, to, to better systems of providing for those uh, who can't provide for themselves. Uh, and also it will make it where uh, Americans can afford their health insurance and afford their health care, whether or not they have pre-existing conditions, instead of making it a system whereby people are essentially begging government uh, to allow them to be able to afford their care. They created the system intentionally to make us desperate. We need to take the power back. Uh, and unfortunately, I will have to um, go through. Oh, man, there's so many good questions. Where do I get them shirts at, Spike? Uh, so the Muddy Waters store has all the Spike shirts. Um, MuddyWatersMedia.com. Um, oh, wow, these just never end. Uh, any specific plan for welfare reform? I'm going to make this the last one because I need to talk about this. The most important thing is to put, we talk about the safety net. The problem with the safety net is so is the government removed all the ladders that you can get out of it. Put the ladders back. Get rid of occupational licensing laws. Get rid of all these ridiculous zoning laws that make it prohibitively expensive for people who aren't already financially independent to try to break into business to begin with. Uh, I did a door knocking campaign with Jacob Hornberger going through uh, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, through some of the poorest neighborhoods in Wilmington, including housing projects, people who had almost nothing to their name. Almost every single person we talked to had a business, a side hustle, a small business where they provided services, everything from braiding hair to food service to landscaping to uh, DJing and everything in between, providing all the stuff that people need. But they had to do it illegally because they couldn't afford the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in licensing laws and zoning laws and compliance laws to be able to do it legally. But they had to keep their business small and low and not market it because it was illegal. And they didn't want the government to come, the police to come and seize all their assets with civil asset forfeiture without even taking them to trial and then kicking them off of the welfare system. So they kept it low. They only did business with people they trusted. In my business, and every business I've been a part of, the number one name of the game is market, 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 market. Make sure everyone knows what it is you're doing. They couldn't do that. Get rid of that stuff. Many of these people I spoke with should be millionaires, maybe even billionaires, or at the very least, make a good enough living to be able to afford to pay for their loved ones and themselves and to build a financial legacy that future generations can build upon. Growing their entire communities out of generational poverty. I'm not worried about taking the, take, getting rid of the safety net. I'm worried about putting the ladders back so people can climb out of it and pull those who can't climb out of it, pull them up with them. That's how we take care of this. That's how we solve poverty. When, you know, there's a reason why it's illegal in most parts of the country to feed homeless people. It's because they want them to be reliant on government. They want you to be reliant on government. And we end that, we end this entire disgusting crony system of generational poverty. We end all of this, police brutality, the wars overseas, victimless crimes. We end all of this 
by taking the power back. And the way that we do that is we vote for people who propose not reforming, not fixing, not tinkering, dismantling this fetid system and putting the power and the freedom and the money back in your hands where it always belonged. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I do have to leave because I got to get back on the bus. But be sure to, uh, to check out my Facebook uh, take, uh, my Facebook events. Uh, make sure to check out my Eventbrite. Uh, if you go to joe20.com and go to events, I'd love for, for y'all to come out to one of my events or more of my events, uh, more than one of my events. Uh, and in the meantime, stay tuned here at Muddy Waters Media. Uh, we will be back next week for an episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom on Wednesday and my fellow Americans sometime later in the week, probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, but thank you again for tuning in. And uh, remember, always remember that you are the power. God bless, guys. Thank you.